around the source sheets. Anybody doesn't have a safer? Tara Aleph. So we're picking off, I'm picking up where we left off a long time ago, a couple of weeks ago. And this experience in and of itself of having had something going and then stop for a couple of weeks and every Sunday was something else, but then we don't, we don't stop. It was just a lengthy hiatus as all obstacles to Kedusha are, and then you pick back up and you can't. So this Chabura itself is a great embodiment of a lot of what we're learning together. And the foundation of what a Breslov Chabura is, you know, I could pick back up to three months later and you keep on going. So let's pick Mamish, pick up right where we left off. We're going to do a quick review again of the beginning of the first lesson in the Quran, which we began the last time we learned. And... The mahalach here is that, at least in the beginning, we're just trying to learn the Torah on the most basic, simple level, and then we'll go back to the beginning and we'll mamish, dig our teeth into it, because there are certain things you have to know for later on. So let's just, we're just reading, translating, like I said last time, this itself will take us a couple of sessions, but the Rebbe's Torah needs no embellishment, you know, just the simple pshat in and of itself is the biggest chiddush in the world. So let's, um, let's jump into it together. I'm with great gratitude to Rabbi Yehuda for hosting for arranging, for making this possible, and to all the chavr for devoting their time to getting together. Okay, so the Rebbe begins with a pasuk going back to the beginning. Ashri tamime Hashem. Fortunate are those of wholesome way. Tamime darach, a beautiful term. Tamime darach. Their derach is is tamim. It's tamimus. 
wholesomeness. Ha'holchem esaris Hashem, those that walk with the Torah of Hashem. And this is a Pasuk that, of course, the Rebbe is going to get back to in the end, as usual. He starts with a Pasuk, and this Pasuk is then revealed after the whole revelation as having been encapsulative of all the different nuances and everything we're going to learn together. We're going to be able to read it back into this Pasuk in the most wondrous way, but just on the simple level of the words, without even Perish Rashi. What a beautiful Pasuk. What a beautiful Pasuk. There are so many implications just in the simple wording of Ashrei, just on a simple level, there's a way, says David HaMelech, of walking with the Torah. Let us say, or even to live the Torah. What does that mean? To walk with the Torah. Where from? Where to? Right? Such a beautiful terminology. And what is this? To me, Darech. Not Ashrei, to me, but to me made darech, very beautiful pasuk, that our journey has to be a journey of wholesomeness, a journey toward wholesomeness, a journey of simplicity, of openness. We're going to learn a lot about that now. So the Rebbe begins his sefer with the word da, which Chaim Aran, Rabbi Nachman, revealed that whenever he begins a Torah teaching with the word da, he's drawing it from a very, very high place, from Atzilus, a very, very elevated place of total clarity, total rachamim. And this is where this Torah derives. This is where he drew it from. Very lofty place. Da, he says, you should know. Ki that by virtue of Torah, and again, we're just reading and translating here with minimal interpretation. We'll get back to that. Just on a simple level. Al by means of the Torah. Take that as you feel like. You know, what, what does that mean? By learning Torah, we're going to learn about it. Neskablim, somehow, through some engagement with this thing called Taira, there's a positive implication vis-a-vis the receptibility of our tefillahs. We all daven, we would like that our tefillahs should be neskabel, both about ruchnius things and about gashmius things. And then there's supplications that don't relate necessarily to a tefillah, to davening, but also just talking to people, needing things, wanting things, requesting things. Says Rabbi Nachman, somehow, this can make it easier for our tefillahs to be answered, to be responded to. That we are requesting, that we're davening. That's point number one of what Torah enables a person to do. And we're going to get into what this thing is, what it means, Torah. But this has a positive impact on our tefillahs. And then what seems like a totally separate second thing that Torah enables a person to have is v'achain, v'achashivus shal Yisrael, the inherent grace and prominence of the Jewish nation, of the nefesh Yehudi, nis'alev v'nesroimim b'fnei kol It is elevated, v'nesroimim, and uplifted, lifted up, before whomever it is needed to be elevated and lifted up. Now, obviously, this speaks about, the Rebbe implies, that there's some kind of, of currency in this, right? There's some kind of utility, right? That we would need to be shining with a certain chen and a certain chashivas, and he's going to explain why, which we'll get to. Hein beruchni, hein begashmi, both in a spiritual sense, as well as in a... Physical sense. And what we're going to see is that these are not two separate things that Tyra, whatever this means, Tyra, enables to happen. That number one, our tefillahs are answered, and number two, we have chayna chashivas. The Rebbe says it's all one. How are our tefillahs answered? Because we have that much more chayn when we're living a life of Tyra. We're going to learn very deeply what exactly that means. So this Tyra is like a mission statement for the whole Yiddishkeit. That's why it's first. It's the first thing to know. He says, because now, due to our many sins, where do we use this terminology? In Musaf, right? We were exiled from our land and we're not able to serve. Right? We say it in the, in the Musaf of Yantiv. 
And so it's the same terminology, this is a direct cause of Gullus. This is the definition of Gullus. What happened to us in Gullus? When we're scattered throughout the nations of the world and we live in different host countries and we're seen as being the minority on every level. We're not able to have our impact. We're not able to share our message. We're not able to be those that are looked up to. Instead, we're trampled upon. That grace and that prominence has fallen. It's fallen. It's become concealed. Because right now, what is in vogue culturally, what people perceive to be important, valuable, that's etzlam. They have that now. They're the ones that are the trendsetters. They're the ones that are the public policy makers. Right? They're, they're the ones that are capable of causing a philosophy to pervade the culture. It's etzlam. We don't really have much of, much of a, a, an overt impact. It's very, very small, the impact that we're able to make in Gullis. It's always been that way. Even though subliminally, subliminally, we have our impact and we're being malinitsitis and slowly but surely, like we learn in Tara Bays and coming up to the sixth parasha, Truma is that slowly but surely the Mishkan gets put together and we don't see the, the, the fruits of our labor until the tzaddik comes, Moshe Rabbeinu, and he takes the put together Mishkan and he, he assembles it. And so Rabbi Nachman cautions us against falling into the despair of thinking that it's been so many years and all of our avoidas and brachas that we're making on, on fine uh, alcohol and beef jerky and all these different kinds of things, biltang, they call it, right? And, and, and we don't see that we're any closer to Mashiach. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a terrible kasha on the whole system, right? Because if throughout all the thousands of years of exile, presumably we're here because we're trying to be misakin and we've been doing our avoidas and we've been suffering Mashiach, and I was like, shouldn't the world be that much better? And the Rebbe says, no. You don't necessarily see the impact until the Makkah at the end. And then retroactively you say, whoa, okay, we were preparing the world for a revelation that can only be possible, daika through all of our avayda, on a spiritual level, even if we don't see it with our own inayim uh, gashmim, until the end. That's how the Rebbe describes? That's how the Rebbe describes. Yeah, I mean, it, we could just, I'll just read you a couple of words over here. It just is literally the next page over if you have the safer. But if not, he says, He says, we see how long the Gullus is dragging on. We're davening to Hashem. And we're not being saved. He says, there are those among us. And they, they begin to feel in their hearts that their tefillahs are for naught. And nothing's working. Not in our own lives personally, because it's all a microcosm of exile in terms of our own lives, spiritually speaking, and the efforts that we put in. And we don't see that there's huge strides. And we feel like there's a, there's a general limit as to how much we can attain. And it can become very frustrating. It can become very discouraging. So he says, we make the mistake of thinking, Shukalat filas, heim lurik. Avil be'emes, he says, the truth is, kalatfilas, all of our prayers, hatzadikim shebechol dar v'dar, They are slowly but surely using these tefillas, so to speak, to construct the, the mishkan, which, is, which he calls the, the, the hashra of the shechina, the eskalos of alukos, that it, every tefillah contributes to this, even if you don't see that it's answered, even if you don't see that there's personal development or the development of society or the world, things aren't getting better. Maybe even it looks like they're getting worse. Whoever says, don't give up. That Sadik puts up the Mishkan. He's, he's put, put, putting up every um, uh, pain, every, every board of the, of the Mishkan in its right place. Slowly but surely, we're building up the... Um, the, the, the form of the Shekhinah, until when it's finished, then Mashiach comes. But that doesn't mean that we're going to be able to see this process unfolding in an overt way. It doesn't necessarily mean that. Right. Until it's the very, 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 very end of history. And I believe that we're at the cusp of the very, very, very end. Um, and so slowly but surely, we do see things are heating up, things are developing, technology is advancing, politics, you know, geopolitics, things are shifting in amazing ways, the way in which like the whole world is changing so rapidly, you have to hold on tight to your seats, you know, this, we're living in, in phenomenal times, phenomenal, phenomenal times, 
very special times with a lot of shvira, but also a tremendous amount of art. Um, and things are going to start happening. I, I believe, like we're seeing it, things are already starting to happen. Um, so this is, that's Bechal, Ikvisa de Meshicha, Ikvisa de Ikvisa de Meshicha, like the very, very end, you begin to sense the way in which the sunlight of redemption is beginning to rise. You do, you do get a sense of that. Mean, things are starting to happen more than, more than any other day. Yeah, million, absolutely. Million, why, why do you think so? Because the way in which things are speeding up, the speed at which things are developing, is very reminiscent of what the Zara Kaddish says about the sixth millennia, which is before the seventh, which is where we're holding now, as we get ready for Mashiach, somewhere Chatzos on Friday, if you do the Cheshbin, if there are seven millennia, right, and this is five, seven, right, meaning, because from zero to one is, I think we went through this, is, is not an Elef, right, and so that means that really it's, it's the sixth millennia that we're in, and that means that we are positioned Erev Shabbos. And the Zarek says, just like Erev Shabbos in a Jewish house, all of us know things, things speed up. So it's very, it's, it's rushed. It's last minute preparations, getting things in order. That's the way it is with the world. Everything is super rushed. There's a lot of, of behala, bewilderment, new ideas, new, you know, trying to integrate new things and, 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 and culturally the shifts in, in perspective. And, and if a person has their finger on the pulse of what's going on in the world at large, um, with the youth, and, and, and again, the confusion, which I alluded to as the shvira, but also the opportunity, the possibility. Um, uh, we, we, you know, it, it just in terms of the, communi- the, the communication devices that we have, in terms of great awakenings being possible to, to, to spread instantly throughout the world, access to, to the integration of all of human knowledge, um, through technology and computers and artificial intelligence and so on and so forth, Things are going to start happening in the next five to ten years that are lo yuuman. We're already seeing it, you know, in terms of hopefully very positive um, tools that a Kaddish Baruch was bringing in the in, into the world to begin to, like to help humanity shift, huh? Like ChatGPT. That's part of it. Right. That's, that's, that's part of it. Yeah. yeah. I, I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. I believe that that's part of it. I believe that's the tip of the, the tip of the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, the tip of the iceberg. Um, and 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 you just. You never know. You never know the way in which things are gonna are gonna shift. Um, but I think it's very exciting. You know, I think it's very exciting because the possibilities we've been stuck for so long in like, okay, this is Mitzias, this is the world, and this is what we have, and this is, and all of a sudden, like, we're breaking into whole new opportunities, possibilities, um, as communities, as as nations. Doesn't that all of that stuff make things a lot more complicated, more sophisticated, like the simpleton and the sophisticated? On the one hand, yes. On the one hand, not. Like everything. On the one hand, yes. On the one hand, not. Ultimately, simplicity is is um, is integration. It means to take a step back, ten steps back, thirty steps back, and to see the whole thing. So, in a sense, it gets more complicated because there are more variables. But hopefully, if we have the tools to be able to integrate... It's also more um, derived. It's also more distant from the simple truth of Hashem, of nature. Of... Doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to be. If we, if we see nature as, and, and all of human experience and all of, 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 of history as HaKadosh Baruch Hu's gilui unfolding, then if we can utilize technology in one way or another, I'm not an expert in this, I, I don't know, but, but what I've seen is, is incredibly powerful and the opportunities are, are, are tremendous, um, to be able to identify MS and to be able to just reveal in an open way, in an objective, clear way, what the sheker is, you know, and, and, and unhealthy AI ways of living and so on. So <laughs> Listen, I, I, I think that MS will speak for itself. MS... Me'eretz titzmach, you know? Dafka me'eretz. So Dafka the from, right from the earth. At the moment, yeah. It's more like in ways, yes, and ways not. In ways, yes, and ways not. Definitely feels more distant and more close. Maybe, 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 maybe. It's more like Migdal Bovel, huh? More Migdal Bovel. In ways, yes, and ways not. I don't, I don't know. Them. The way Jews are seeing it at the moment is more upside oh, down than mm-hmm. clear. But eventually, people will get clear. It depends where you are. yeah. It depends where you look. There's a tremendous openness today. There's a tremendous bikush. There's a tremendous seeking. This is a this is the post consumerist, um, um, yeah, generation. You know, and people are people are moving away from. 
Gashmias. Mm-hmm. You know, people are. People are seeking. People are searching. Right. So it's not so much in the way of religion. It's more in the way of spirituality. Um, mm-hmm. But but the, the pervasiveness of mindfulness and mental health being on everybody's minds and, and, and wholeness, health, and so on and so forth is, is you know, a major trending topic in a way that like it hasn't good, been. Huh? It smells like good luck, isn't it? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Yeah. But again, the fact that we may not see it with our own eyes isn't a kasha. Meaning that, that it's happening regardless. I'm just saying that as that's we get to the sure. end, you could, you could begin to pick up on, 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 on the ways in which the gears are shifting. And, you know, the world is changing. But the world is opening up. You know, and I think if we're centered people and we're plugged into what doesn't change, then it could be very, very exciting. It could be very exciting. I have to hold on to that. So the Rebbe says that Gullus, though, is where we're downtrodden, we're slept along. You know, we, we, don't, we don't have much of, of a say on that stage. And for a long period of time, and this is the way that it's been for a very long time, is that what seems to be of importance is Etzlam, you know, is defined by, by them, you know, by the nations of the world, by the Shivim Umais. And the real beauty of Am Yisrael, which is the beauty, of course, of balance, of integration, is, is downtrodden. You know, how many books are written about Eastern mysticism? How many books are written about Western pragmaticism, you know, and, and philosophy? And, and, and Am Yisrael, who have the oimek, oimek, oimek of Eastern mysticism, Lahavdil, and have the oimek, oimek, oimek of knowing how to live pragmatic, normal, healthy lives, is completely ignored, kimat, by the world. That's not it. The, the part of the reason being, or one of the aspects being, because they walk into the ones. Is that even that not? But do you do you know do you know what a chiddush that would be if they walked they into a shtibu? <laughs> but even that, like the the the, the, the chiddush, the chiddush of, of what of what of what we are, um, just by virtue of just the most external metrics. I've talked about crime, you know, in the in the in in you know Torah based living and so on and so forth vis a vis other segments of, of the population, success, and so on and so forth, sweetness, uh, sensitivity, depth, maturity, the way that we're mechanach our children, v'chule, 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 v'chule. If, if they had the eyes to see it, like the psukim that say, you know, the, all the guy, they would be holding onto our pant legs as we walk in the street begging us to teach them what we have. But they're blind to it. They're blind to it. There's a, there's a not, special, not special beauty. Hopefully, we're getting there. But there's a very, very special beauty that's pushed, ignored. That's ignored. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not something that's on the radar, Bechlal. And it's, it's, in, it's, it's mamish hidden in plain sight. We've been among them all along. Our message Why hasn't would changed. Why would be attractive to them? Because everybody's looking for a life of meaning and balance. That's what everybody's looking for, for a life of meaning, balance, and health. Um, uh, and what is this chen Rabbeinu talking about? Why is that so important? Because they notice the chen. Like, what is, what is that? Chen is the external um, 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 indicator that something very deep is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, so where there's chen, that's what's attractive. And that it's like a glow of something inside. Like the Pasuk says, Beis Yaakov le'esh, Beis Yosef l'hava. Rabbi speaks in the Gudelach is a lot of, there's Eish and Lahava. There's the fire itself, there's the Ar, and then there's the Ma'ar, there's the glow. And where there's Eish, there, there should be a Lahava to the world. And there's Eish by Yaakov, you know, there, there, there's Eish by Am Yisrael. There's Eish. There's, a, there's the integration of, of, of transcendent spirituality and deep, um, um, you know, rational truth and grounding. There's, there's guidelines for just the most pragmatic. We take it so much for granted today. The world is a very different place now than it was 100 years ago, certainly than it was 200 years ago, 300 years ago. The Yidin, by virtue of halacha, just basic things, were eons ahead in education. Worlds beyond what, what everybody else was doing in terms of physical hygiene, just talk about cleanliness, basic things, like basic, normal ways of living. And... In a world of such dimmion and confusion and cruelty and abuse and 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 shvira and lowliness and bar, you know barbarity and bar, 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 barbarism, 
losing my words these days. Bar- What's the word? Barbarism? Bar- huh? Barbarism, yeah. Barbarism? Yeah. <laughs> barbarism? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking like there's some barber who's just got very offended. <laughs> the barb geval, barbarism. Um, Huge cuts. You know? I have to do that. You would think that the world would, would, would be attracted to, to Tarid Mitzvahs. So it means Pasha Chayim, because the inside of the Chayim is going to be Taimat. Chayim is, is an extension of Chashivas. It expresses that there's something very, very deep inside. Chayim. Mm. Chayim. Yeah, that when he talks about that, he says the Chashivas. Ah, well, that's what we're getting to, but that's already Daikonis. I, I, right now, I just want to read it. I want to that's a yeah. Yeah. There must be a time of it. That's a that's a strong <laughs> deer. That's a strong deer. That's a strong deer. Khashiva Swachain. The chain by Am Yisrael is an inherent chain. I made a turret out of it once. I remember I, I came up with a thing that um just a man. That uh, the Achain is a is a very subtle and pnimi and sanua thing. Whereas Khashivas is a grandeur. Hashivas is something which is open and which is revealed and which people respond to. So what we have always comes first with sneers. We have the chain first and then only from the chain you get the Hashivas. But what they have which is fake, they have Hashivas. Yeah, but it's Hashivas, it's like ego, it's like these big stars, but really there's nothing behind it. I believe that that's what the Tzadikim say. That's that's the deal. I don't know what Rav Kivak says, but that's uh, that's, that's what... um, that's the first one that I've seen say, and that's and that's exactly right. That's what it is. And I don't I don't want to get into this now because I want to go back yeah. to the beginning and 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 analyze the Indian. Also, I'll just make a note of it, and then we'll speak about it. You know, when we go back. But the difference between chen v'chashivus, stam, or by the goyim it's chashivus v'chen, and what he refers to by Am Yisrael as chen v'chashivus ha'amiti. That word amiti is the key to the whole Torah over here. Ha'amiti. That word ha'amiti is everything. And we're not going to go into it now, um, but the relevance of that word amiti is also the contrast of chashibas v'achin, right? Where like Akiva's saying, it's the chashibas that comes first, and then okay, and then, and then that's what's graceful, is because there's chashibas there. But am Yisrael, it's the hepech. Am Yisrael, it's the hepech. Yes, 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 is the hepech of the chen amiti. Sheker, but in order to appreciate what these things mean, we have to know what's emes and what's sheker. <laughs> and, and it means more than just truth and, and falsehood. You know, we're going to get into the aymek of that, Be'ez Hashem. Okay, but let's, let's, uh, let's push forward for now. So, al-yidiyat Torah, by being true to our tradition, by being true to our journey, ha-holchem b'saris Hashem, nis'al l'hachein v'chashiva shal Yisrael. This brings up and increases by the nations of the world, our chen and our chashivas. How does the Rebbe know that the Torah has such a ability? <clears throat> because the Torah is called Ayelas Ahavim Vialas Chen, which is a pasuk in Mishlei that describes a beloved deer and a graceful doe. All right, different kinds of animals: a female deer, a deer, and a doe. And the Torah, and, and, and the Gemara says this is talking about the Torah. That's not like beautiful, you know, graceful animals. Speaking about the Torah is called a Yalaschein. Says the Gemara, if we're darshaning this on the Torah, then see the word Ya'al, not as referring to an animal, but Milashen Aliyah. Milashen lifting up, raising. So Ya'alaschein, in the context of this being a reference to the Torah, means that this is what the Torah does. Ya'alaschein, says the Gemara, Shema'ala. It brings chen upon those who study her. And here the Rebbe puts these two things together. Through this, we go back to the first line. This enables our tefillas, our bakashas, but also others, because the Rebbe said, and Am Yisrael are appreciated. And we are more likely to be experiencing the respect, the interest of, of others. And this is true, like I mentioned last time, this is true historically. Yeah. The more that we try to be not Torah true, for the purpose of trying to curry favor by the nations of the world, the, the less they appreciated us. 
just notice that we've put it into a because of this pencil chunk. It seems like it's that last bit seems odd because the fact that Tzvitz and Bakash accepted should be um, should be through just to Torah, but it seems that like there's a root Torah, then Chaim in front of the Goy, in front of the Goyim, and then once Chaim, then the Tzvitz accepted. Just get rid of the Chaim. Just why, why, why can't you go from Torah to Tzvitz to be accepted? Why do you need the Chaim of uh, what the Chaim? We've got the Chaim back from the Goyim, meaning. You're saying what? Say why, why? Why? Yeah, because really it goes goes straight, goes straight into Torah. So through Torah, your tzibur is accepted, and also the chen chashivas. And but it seems that it, it's not the the last bit. It's actually it's not that route. It's not straight. It's accepted straight from Torah. It's only after the chen. Through the chen. Yeah. Right. So so a little bit like I mentioned before. Yeah, shukarich. A little bit like I mentioned this is Megala Das, like retroactively, we see from the way that the Rebbe describes the model at the end of the paragraph, we see that in the beginning of the paragraph when he spoke about the way in which Torah enables Tefillah to be accepted is also via the Chaim. But as we're gonna learn very deeply now, these are not two separate things. The Torah is itself the process of developing Chaim. And we're gonna, we're gonna learn about this now. So it's not two separate things. It is direct. The Torah causes our Tefillahs to be accepted. What is Torah, the inner working of Torah? Is Aliyah's Chaim. And that's, that's what we're gonna get very deeply into it. And that will also help us to understand what does it mean, Ha-Holchim B'Saras Hashem. And not just the learning of Torah, the Rebbe doesn't say, Da-Ka-Yedeh He says, Al-Yedei Ha-Torah. And what does that mean? What is Al and what is Yidei? Uh, we're going to get very deeply into this, but just uh, Sorry, a surface, surface level. Life. We're going to get to it. Yeah. Fine. Let's, let's, let's take a look at the second paragraph now. We'll move a little bit weiter. Says, Ki Because the Jewish person, Tzarech Tamid Lehistakel needs to constantly be awake and perceptive of and looking for the, the, the wisdom in everything, the teaching in everything, the meaning in everything, the elokus in everything, the design in everything, the seichel in everything. Again, there are many, many diukim here. We're not getting into everything now. We're going to go back to Ezra Hashem and go through this clearly, you know, carefully, step by step. But not, and so the Rebbe says, just I'll keep shot here, and not just to look for the seichel and everything, but to bind oneself to the chachma and the seichel sheyesh b'chol davar that does exist within everything. And I'll just point out the diukim. I mean, that over there in the, in the first mm-hmm. line, he says that Seichel shall call Davar, generally, so of everything. And then he speaks about like an imminence, a Sheyesh Bichal Davar. It's not shall call Davar, Sheyesh Bichal Davar. That's something very different. Mm-hmm. And that's why one is Lehistakal Ban Seichel, and the other is like Kasher We're not getting into all that now. We'll go back to that. For what purpose? What does this lifestyle avail us? And this is the. Mamish, the, the mission statement of, of, of what it means to be a Jew. And ultimately, ultimately, Derech Eretz Kadvalat what it means to be a human being. And this line I whispered into the ears of my children, right, as they, when they were born into this world. The first thing that I said into both their ears is this, because I think it's everything. I think it's mamish, mamish, everything. You know, everything else is, is, is a parish. This is what the Torah intends to help us to do, to develop the kind of consciousness and personality that's awake to the meaning in everything, to the Torah in everything. Because when we live like this, says the Rebbe, so that the intellect that is within everything can shine for us, can illuminate the way Showing us how this, these few lines is the sum total of the Chiddush of the Baal Shem Tov, which isn't the Baal Shem Tov's Chiddush, it's the revelation of a deeper understanding of what the Torah came to the world for, which is the Ari, which is Reb Shimon, which is Moshe Rabbeinu, which is the Pneumius Amat and Torah of Anoichi Havaya Elekecha. 
which means I, my soul, I wrote down and I gave it to you. But we know that the Torah isn't just the Torah as the Torah. The whole world is saturated with the Torah. And that means that doesn't just mean you know, these, uh, 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 you know, few Mishnayis and whatever Masechti you happen to be learning, or, or, or this line of, of Navi with Rashi, or, or this Gemara with Taisvis and the Ran. It, 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 it means, like, like we said in the first few Shirem that we had on Amuna, it's, it's these trees, and these stones, and these people, and these challenges, and these circumstances, and these, these, uh, these narratives, and this generation that we're living in, and, 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 and these frustrations, it's, it's all an expressivity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu attempting to communicate with us. And the question isn't whether he's speaking, the question, of course, always subjectively, is whether we are listening. And that's what the Rebbe tells us. Because when we can live life like this, it becomes clear to us, and you can manage to live in this way. It's an amazing thing when you start to live in this way. This is an opportunity to get close to Hashem. Certain situations in a positive way can partake of food. Sometimes I find it difficult to eat with people when you have to talk because eating is a very, very deep thing. It's an avayda to eat. It, it really, it, it's, it's hard to, to, to have to hold on to a conversation at the same time that you're trying to taste the food. It's a big avayda to taste the food. Rabbi Nachman speaks in later tires, he speaks about the sweetness and the saltiness of food, the different energies of food. And to a person that's perceptive, you can mamish feel in it the hismazgus, the, the combination of different spiritual energies. The root of the food, if a food is, if a food, like I said before, if a food is, is sweet, food is sharp, there's certain energies that if we can eat mindfully, we can mamish feel the way that not only the food comes from Hashem and we can buy your because this is kugel or whatever, bracha shaka, different kinds of kugel, and it comes from, an, from a potato that was grown in the ground, and the ground, you know, was this, and Hashem sent rain, and He made that the earth should, what's it called? Kamamish taste in the food, the way in which right now, what is in your mouth is also kibiachal in, in the mouth of God. I'm using that muscle specifically because the Medrash says, they're getting into it, that Amishal Talakarish Baruch don't give a very intense medrash that if you have people that are sitting around the table and the father's eating, they say, okay, give me from the plate. You know, give me from your plate. I want some shrine from your food. But a child that's really close to the father says, give me what's in your mouth. I want not from your plate, from your mouth. And then Shachaim was very, very deep into this, that Amisol Seit HaKadosh Baruch it's not enough to give me from your plate. I'm We'd rather give Shrem like that. From your mouth. <laughs> I'll actually stay away from it. No, I'm kidding. All right, right, give me from what's in your mouth. And he, and he basically explains that if we develop the right way of seeing the world, we see the way in which not just HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent this world down through a Seder, Ashtal Shalos, and Oilam Agashmi, but the way in which the Oilam of Asiya is wrapped up in the Oilam of Itzira, is wrapped up in the world of Bria, is wrapped up in Atzilas, is wrapped up in the Ein Sof. We can experience life, not just as a derivative of Hashem, but mamish as a visceral experience of, of the Echad Yachad Yuchad. This is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted, that we should develop a consciousness by way of mindful living. And the whole world begins to shine for us. Every situation. We, don't, we, we can live from the mind of the observer, which is the true self. And not from the mind of, of, of the, 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 you know, the person in the trenches anymore. You start to watch that person. I had this experience last night. It was very, very challenging to do this properly because I was extremely tired. And we were away in this, uh, in this hotel for the A Shabbaton. And for one reason or another, either because my, my daughter was, um, was, was just out of sorts because you know, it wasn't her normal sleeping situation. I'm not sure if she's sick or something like that. Thank you so much for coming, for joining. I'm not sure. But she pushed it, was not sleeping. She was up from 3.30 in the morning until close to 6. And it was like, it was, it was intense. It was intense. It had been a very long Shabbos. I needed my sleep. My wife needed her sleep. Our Shmuel Shmalka was very seriously suggesting to us to throw her out the window. And that, those, were, those, were her, those were his words. First, first he said it, he's like, Mommy, just throw her out the window. And then we explained to him why like, it's a good thing. Because he also cried when he was a baby. And if we had thrown him out of the window. And then like a couple minutes passed. And like, he's, he's a little quiet. And she's still screaming. He's like, 
I mean, seriously, throw her. <laughs> he said, seriously. Like he thought about it. He's like, I'm serious. Like, it, it got intense. Okay. I hate you. Like Babaj was intense, wow. like, like, like very intense. And I remember like they're in bed. And again, I was like half asleep and I was feeling a lot of intense emotion. I was, I was angry. I was frustrated. And I, I just, I remember I, it was like half in a dream state, which is probably why I was, I was able a little bit to taste this, but it wasn't fully. But I, I, I just said to myself, like, let me watch this. It was liberating. Let me just watch these feelings. Like, I don't have to feel them in the trenches. I can observe the, these feelings. And this is like in, in you know, um, different types of, of, of therapy and, 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 you know, mindfulness practice and so on. But it was a good, it was a good thing. Like, I, I can understand that I'm tense and, and I'm like, I feel like this, the, the heat spreading throughout. I just want to yell and I want to hit something. And I, you know, I like, you know, that's let that, let that be, watch that. But then you do that. You don't know. You don't have to be that. You can want, you can observe that and, then and allow that. No, no, no. And then we, and we tried, but the windows didn't open far enough. But then <laughs> let it, and then, and then let it be. Hold space for it. Allow it to allow it. Listen, if a person's feeling intense feelings, right? How do you stop yourself from feeling intense to being? You don't. Observing? You don't stop feeling. That's the whole. You don't stop feeling it. That you can't yeah. stop. You, you don't stop feeling stop it. You, you. However, you should. You, you, you yeah. What's it and then, and then, it, and then it passes. Observation. And then it, it's called. It's called mindfulness. It's called mindfulness. It's called chasidus. It's called. It's called emunah. It's called observation. It was because he was big. Yeah, observe. Yeah, it's Spanish. You can observe. When, when in that moment, I can separate my identity. What's that? Astral projection. That's what it's called. I don't know when you see like you're watching yourself. Like you're what? Right. What What it does essentially is is that it redefines my identity in that moment. I am not these feelings. I am feeling these feelings. Understand? But I can. to those feelings. You're going to act on those feelings. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't start suit to them. I, and I'm. I, I, not me. But hopefully, we. If we get. If we get to this place and work on this and and really try it. You're living in the third person. Yeah. You, yeah, you embody we, the. You embody the observer. How do we get there? There's obviously tra a transition stage from being inside Breathe. the anger Breathe. to going outside of it, while still feeling it. There's a transition. Con conscious. Conscious shifting out of the feeling into the thinking, right. which all of us have actively at all times, our mind and our heart, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the lave is, is the visceral feeling. Mm -hmm. And the mayach is, let me take five steps back from the situation on an internal level. Let me, let me, let me take, wow. again, I'm not, I'm not removing myself from the situation. I was still right. laying there, feeling all these feelings. But instead of like, like, being, like, like being overwhelmed by them, mm -hmm. I, I, like the, the the attempt was I wasn't super successful, but the attempt was to separate myself from what the feelings are instead of allowing the feelings to define my identity in that That's moment. Powerful. I am not the anger; why? I am feeling anger. But why do you That's need powerful. to? I just want to understand why do you need to observe those feelings, etc., etc. Wouldn't the alternative way? I'm just very basically, this is how I understand Hasidus to say, this is the Nisoyim that I have at the moment. This is what Hashem wants from me. Any anger, resentment, whatever it may be, I have to separate myself from that completely. Not to try and feel it, not to try and observe it, but to be, I shouldn't be feeling this. I'm a Baal Emunah, this is from Hashem, and to arouse myself that way. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't think that these two things are, are separate. Adaraba, I think that this is a step within that. Meaning, what ultimately happens if you can do this properly is that we learn how to laugh at the insanity of very challenging situations. You know that there comes a point. Like all of us get pushed to a certain point, and it's frustrating. And then when it becomes ma when when you know hits the fan, mamish like like and everything's haywire, and the kids are throwing the, all the stuff all the way. It, it becomes a, po a point of bittle. It becomes it becomes a point where where you can actually laugh about it because it's so absurd and it's so crazy that paradoxically it can only be Hashem because only Hashem could create such chaos. <laughs> like you know, and then so what I'm suggesting is is that a stepping stone to that because it's very nice to say intellectually I shouldn't be feeling that. Okay, tachlis, I am feeling that. I'm not I'm not a malach. Like tachlis, I am feeling that. There's nothing I can do about that. What I can do about that is to take a step out of it and to say consciously let me just understand this is an Isaiah. like that that is what it is i'm not saying that we take it out of the context of the fact that a is causing this time, to happen and so on and so forth within that, that feeling it's very like the feeling hits yeah it goes on right yeah baby wakes up you're laying there blah 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 and then 
What, what, what point do you do? There were a lot of other things that happened in the meantime. Yeah. Right, like I said, we so tried stuff and go through morning. the window and, and so on. Like it was like six in the morning when you started looking as well. Um, six hours right. before that. <laughs> <Right>. exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was definitely it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. It was intense. Um, but I think that really step one is just to be aware that there's such a thing. Like that's step one. Otherwise, we'll never do it. But step one is to realize the next time you're in a frustrating situation, which will invariably happen because life is is challenging and frustrating. <laughs> Is in the is in the moment to begin to assume the observe like to observe what's happening inside. There are two ways that I can feel this. I can feel it and be controlled by it, taken over by it, or I can allow the part of me that's anyway aware of what I'm feeling, but instead of f- holding on to the awareness part of it, it's holding on to the feeling part of it. There is a part of me that's aware of what I'm feeling. I know that I'm angry. I like I know what that feels like shift into that a little bit more and say, okay, before I do anything, let me watch it. Let me just watch it. This is a thing that's happening. It's okay. And then you watch it pass. And crazily enough, by just watching it happen inside of you, it, it almost becomes an object of interest. It almost becomes like you're watching an animal in the zoo. It's, it's, it's like something interesting. And by the way, you know, I said before, it's mindfulness or whatever else it is. The piece that Snorba speaks about is explicitly in Akshar Sabrechen. He speaks about it, klape. Um, he says, watch your taiva. I'm speaking about it in the context of anger, which is also a different kind of taiva. He says, a person has a taiva. Okay. He doesn't suggest, uh, you know, should we say something like this, I'm going to run to a mikvah or whatever. He says, stop and observe it. It's okay to feel a taiva. This is our hardwired. That's okay to feel that way. Watch it. Be curious as to what's taking place in your inner world by first understanding I am not it. I am the being that is feeling it and I have the opportunity to climb up. You can even use the mental exercise of walking up a staircase to the Ezra Snushin. And then look at it no, over. No, oh, well, you. yes. <laughs> but again, that doesn't work for the anger or for the type of bit. Okay. <laughs> but you understand what I mean? Like a two-floored system, right? Where, okay, well, you can go to the half of dollars. You go to Warwick Castle, where we, what's it called? And they have like the, bo- the big hole on the, on the bottom, and then you can climb up and you can overlook yeah. those. So use whatever type of, but meaning to say right now, I am walking up the staircase and I'm going to watch what's happening down there instead of being down there. Wow. And then it subsides, it goes away. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing because you shift out of the feeling mind and you shift into the, into the moya, mm-hmm. into the intellect mind and moyach shalit alalev. This is a klal barza. The mind is in control, but we have to utilize its energy. And see, either the mind can be dragged down into the visceral experience of the heart or we can, it, it, and, and it's, mamish takes a split second. It's a shift. It's a conscious decision in this moment. I see where things are going. This is gonna get. Be, this is gonna get good. I want. I want to watch it. <laughs> I want. I want to watch this. This inner experience. This is an amazing thing that the human being is capable of. Is feeling feeling so intensely, whether they're anger or jealousy, just to be interested as to as to what's happening inside of you. But again, the the first step is to realize I am not it. That's 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 step one. Isn't that all of a chassidus is about? You're a kamimal. You're 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 an oilamais. There's a very small part of you that's that's manipulated by external phenomena and so on and so forth. But the key is not that that part of you should be dragged down into it. Adra, but we experience those things for the purpose of holding on to them and dragging them up into the light of awareness. So a little bit. This is what the Rebbe is speaking about over here. And then the world becomes lichtik to us. Comes lichtik. Because every experience is an experience of Hashem. Ana nafshi Hashem says, I'm trying to speak to you through this. Sometimes Hashem speaks through simchas and he speaks through great success and great amazing things that happen in life. Oftentimes Hashem speaks through shvira. But in that itself, Hashem says, it's still a curriculum. The question is whether you're, whether you're aware of it and taking it or whether you're turning your back against it. And that's, that's the Avait over here. Okay, we'll, we'll wrap it up. We'll just do one more line. That we can, if we're looking for the Seichel and everything, and we're, and we're, and we're again, which, which in context of what we're saying can mean to find a way of contacting Seichel in every situation. And realizing how this matzav can bring me close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to be conscious in the moment 
Because a lot of times we're very good at philosophizing about nisyonis and challenges and this and that. And then when a nisyon actually comes up, it's like, it's like, it's like, oh, but it didn't mean this. No, this is exactly what we were prepared for. We spoke about this earlier. This is where we put all the teachings into practice. Not when everything's going well. When, when it's like a seder, that is where, that's where everything that we prepare for. You know, it's a crazy thing. We, we learn about, about how to deal with situations that are like a seder. There's some part of us that think that when everything's in order, then I'll be able to live those teachings of getting everything in order. No, like it's not a it's not a chiddush when you can do that when everything is good. In order to put things in order, or in order to put things in order, things need to be out of order. If we're aware of this, then the minute that that the more out of order things become, the more we're able to believe that a kaddish baruch who gave me the tools to put this puzzle piece back together. And to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Adarabba. It's not a chiddish when things go wrong. That is why we're here, for things to go wrong. And then for us, by virtue of our consciousness, of our amuna, of our yishavadas, of our rootedness, centeredness, broad-mindedness, clarity, ashkafically, and so on and so forth, we stay calm and centered. We make a kiddish Hashem. We do the right thing. Not always is there a right thing. Sometimes it's the lesser of two evils. Sometimes things are so broken where there's no definitive right way. But you try the best that you can. But you go with simcha and amun and bitachet. That, that's, what, that's what Yiddishkeit is. And, and it's like a strange thing that we have in our minds that you know, in order for Avaris Hashem to work out, things have to be perfect. Adarabah. For the people that have everything perfect, it must mean that a Kaddish Baruch Hu didn't trust them very much with their puzzle-making abilities. You know, it means that a Kaddish Baruch Hu said, okay, this is, this is your Mahalich, and you know, everything goes perfectly in your life, and there are people like that, and it's very beautiful and it's sweet. Yeah, but you get more done like that. I don't know what, what getting more done means. If, 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 if the way that we define I mean, you, results... You write better, you'd write more books. So. I, yeah, but, yeah, but I don't know that that's the goal. I don't know that a Kurdish Baruch Hu sent me to write books. Maybe a Kurdish Baruch Hu sent me, Dafka, maybe to, to grapple with my tendency to need to write books. I, I think about this all the time. And well, I'd spend more time with my wife and family. I, no, no, I'm, no I'm, but just, just to give you a muscle, I don't know what the result, I don't know, I don't know what a Kurdish Baruch Hu's end game is. And I, I sat uh, Sh- Shabbos morning, I'll just end with this. I sat Shabbos morning and I gave over the Lost Princess to 35 uh, like we said, a very diverse range of Yidin. You know, but Yidin, who cares? I mean, different backgrounds, I'm reformed, conservative, no religious backgrounds. I'm from kids, right? a unis. smattering of all different kinds of unis, right? All different kinds of kids from all across the country. And, and, I, and I gave over the story of the lost princess. And some of them, you know, found it silly and some of them found it very deep. And some of them had their own ideas that they were putting into, which is beautiful. We had a conversation afterwards, but there was one Yid sitting next to me um, from Eretz Yisrael an Israeli, I'm not sure still now, still, and that's why I'm saying it was so uncertain. I don't know what his level of background is, and I had many, many conversations with him after that. I have to, I have to do some digging now. But he, he was sitting there, and when we went around the room, asking the Hevra to offer their uh, take on like what the princess might be, and, and, and so on and so forth, just basic things, like what, what it meant to them. With tears in his eyes, Mamish, he said that to him, this story was about reclaiming a conscious experience of, of, of Hashem, which he said that he had had many years ago for a very brief time and he lost it. And he feels like this, you know, he said that it, this story was his, was his story. And afterwards, because I had spoken about the way in which at that, that part of the story, the viceroy ends up in the desert, right? And he meets all these giants and the giants tell him, who are you? And they say, Adam, and the giants are all shocked and never saw an Adam in the Midbar before. How could an Adam get here? And the way that we interpret it in the, in the book, the way that the tzaddikim uh, um, explain it is, is at a very deep level, the viceroy who's failed, he's mamish failed. Thank you so much for coming. He's mamish failed, the viceroy. If you know the story, right, a little bit. The Viceroy has failed. Time after time after time. Yeah. Every time is the last day. He's about to go back to the thing. And, and, he and messes the up. Prince is he, back. he messes, he messes up. up and messes up and messes up. The Tzaddikim explain that the giants in the Midbar are Tzaddikim Atsumim. They're Mamish Tzaddikim of a very high level. There, there are different interpretations and layers of interpretation. The giants are Tzaddikim. And they are shocked. How did a schlepper like you, who hasn't produced any results, get to such a matriarch? Ibn Nachman is teaching us in the context of that story that results don't often look any one way. We don't know what a Kurdish Baruch Hu has 
from each of us. We don't know what he needs from each of us. There are different kinds of yidim with different kinds of tafkidim. And some yidim need to finish shas, and some yidim need to be huge bali tzedakah, and some yidim really need to struggle with getting up for shachars every single morning and not give up after years and years and years and years <laughs> of it being challenging. And that's what HaKadosh Prabhu needs that yid for. Even though on the surface, yeah, uh, what did he produce? There's no, there's no, there's no result. You to assume that, that guy is not Mahalach either. The Mahalach is to do our Ishtablis as best as we can. Why of not course there's no Lechatkhila going into it. No, in myself. It's part of your, part of, it might be part of your journey. Part of your pekula. Say that, that's one thing. But to get up, to get up in the morning, you're right up at the age of 29, 30 years old, and say, you know what I'm here for right now? It's been my whole life working to get up in the, get up in the morning. I don't know. I would, I would suggest for myself, I would feel a bit... That it's not your pecula. <laughs> no, 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 it's not no, my It's not anything. So anything that you struggle with, in your mind's eye, you imagine yourself fighting the princess in the, in the battlefield. Yeah, you, you, you want the biggest, the, the dirtiest, nastiest. I don't know. That's how I always chose. There, to there are, there are, like we've spoken about also in the context of the shirim of Desters Nukudus Avachira, right? Which is all Rabbi Nachman Kufnun. Um, Kuf Beis. Iron Beis. Iron Beis. Rabbi Nachman Iron Beis. Um, second, um, look what England's done to me. <laughs> yes, Ein Beis. Right, so Dessler says that every person has their realm of of choice. Every person, right? Every person has different Yitzhara. That's their Yitzhara. And then, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. The the, the 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 Every person has their has their you know. But I, I cannot get up tomorrow morning and believe that what Hashem expects of me is to be Rafael Kanievsky for that day because I'll go to bed in shvir salev. That's not justified. That's not my avoda. <coughs> my avoda is to be the best me that I can be, and only I know, and only we know what that means for each of us. And in a moment of honesty, that the premise of Breslov is honest, authentic striving. If if we don't begin with that premise and we're looking for a shortcut, a way out, Rabbi Nachman was the most overt about the way in which a person can take the teachings of a tzaddik and allow for them to become a poison in his life. Rabbi Nachman says that mefurish, more than any other tzaddik, take a look, Torah Aleph. Where Chazal darshin that on the Torah, the Samtem, right? The Samtem, as the very Eila say, Chazal Sam, Milashin Sam, Sam Chaim, Sam Maves. As Rabbi Nachman, it's not only about the Torah; it's about Sadikim too. He said it first. He, he wasn't hiding the ball about the way in which teachings of Chizah can be used and manipulated. But Rabbi Nachman begins with the assumption that the Yidin that are attracted to him are spiritual seekers that are interested in moving their lives from one level to the next because only they understand the Gehenim of a life lived, not in, of a life lived fooling other people, but of a life lived fooling oneself. Only they know that. They're not interested in fooling. We're not interested in fooling ourselves. None of us need to, to pat ourselves on the back so that we can still experience another cycle of, of a nauseating gashmias, which we've spoken about a number of times. We're done with this, Heather. We're done. All of us know that. We want to grow. Genuinely, we want to grow. So Rabbi Nachman says, if you'll come to me with this kind of authentic uh, you know, foundation of striving, so then, so then take my hand. You know, and, that, and let's walk together in a very balanced, measured way of knowing that there's a vechina of Shabbos where which the Marinayim and other tzaddikim say means when you come into Shabbos, your work is done and you need to see yourself as ready being mushlam, klape your madreka. That's, that's the Shabbos of it. And then there's the six days of the week, which is striving. And we have both of these malachim, which Rabbi Nachman in other places calls ayim There's always a place where you know that you're nowhere and you're not deluding yourself and you know that there's more madregas to reach. And then there's Malay Chalarts And those two things coalesce in a very beautiful, balanced way so that we never feel as if we've fallen too far, but we never feel as if we've risen high enough. This is the site of Ratzay and Shaiv. This is Rabbeinu's teaching. This is the Gilui of, 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 of what Breslov is. It doesn't have to be one extreme over the other. And all of us are intended to hold on to both extremes so that we find ourselves centered in the middle, but because of the tension of opposites pulling us, it's a vibrant, pulsating center. That's what Rabbi Nachman wanted. Balance, but with fire. Balance, but with fire. And so, the Indian over here is for us to recognize, in yeah, Hanami, all of us know we have, we have to strive, and all of us are trying, and all of us are implementing, and all of us are thinking about ways in which we can mamish take our Yiddishkeit to the next level, and, and all of us know what we need to do, and v'chule, v'chule, v'chule. But by the same token, 
given the limitations that each and every one of us naturally have, because that's what it means to be human, is to be limited. None of us are. They don't need it. So as the Bredich of Roshayna means, to learn, but it also means mishaneh, to change. And halachis means laws, but it could also mean to walk, halicha. So says the Bredich of means, every person that every day he's walking a little bit differently, he changes the way that he's walking, meaning he's trying to grow, he's trying to walk a little bit higher. So you can rest assured that you're accomplishing a great deal in your striving. Sometimes you're successful, sometimes you're not successful. You live a life with a journey mindset. It's not for me or for you to say whether this Jew is successful or not successful. Only a Kodesh Baruch who can judge. But the Chiddush that we're bringing out over here is that there's success that can be measured and then there's the unmeasurable success of intangible yearning and Mesiris Nefesh and, and a sigh like we spoke about and, 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 and a little bit of a Hiratshuva, you know, of a person that says, really, I want to put my life back together, irrespective of whether he, or not he makes a, a, a practical effort. That doesn't mean that it was fake and it doesn't mean it was worthless. There's no good desire that ever gets lost. And that accomplishes something. That accomplishes something. So all of us have the place in which we've already accomplished plenty, but we're not sufficing with that either. We want to grow. Two things can be true at once. That's also a foundational principle of Rabbi Nachman. Two things can be true at once. And the Chiddush of Rabbi Nachman is not just that two things can be true at once, but in order for each of these two things to really be true, they must be true at once. We need to live with both of the truths at once. Because if not, and we only live to one extreme, it may be true, but it becomes the biggest shekhar in the world. It becomes extremism that mamish pulls us so far to one side that it pulls us off a cliff one way or the other. Mm. Balance. That's the whole tire. Balance. Okay, l'chaim l'vracha. We'll continue with this next week. Rez Hashem, let's do a niggin. Yashukai, thank you so much for joining. How did that even come from that last line? I don't know. I la 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 Na 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 na